cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Scout, joined by my co-host and all-time favorite two-leg Jill, and today it is our first episode where we will be discussing Dawn of the Clans, book one, The Sun Trail. Jillian, hello. Hello, Scout. I'm delighted today (laughs) that this is finally happening. We're doing it. It's the thing. So the thing is that we always were like, oh, it's just a bit. We're going to do Warrior Cats podcast. But the thing is that deep in my heart, I always knew that this day would come. Yeah. I mean, same here. Uh, You know, it's been a, a many year journey. And after all of our friends have started committing very hard to the bit, we said, well, we can't be the only ones not committing to the bit. We have to commit to the bit. We can't be left out. Exactly. Gotta commit to the bit. So, Scout, I would love uh, for us to talk about, since this is our first episode, because, you know, Warriors is a a kids series, I would just love to know, like, your childhood experience with the book series. My my childhood experience is, I think it's, I think it's, Possibly similar to a quintessential warrior's child experience. I don't remember why I decided to pick it up off of the shelf at the library. I'm sure that it's because I saw that there was a cat on it and I thought that looked cool. But the the Warrior Cats books did take over my life for a certain period of time. And there was a time in my childhood where I lived on a mountain in New Hampshire and I would go outside and solo role play my entire Warrior Cats fan cat clan. Like my whole, all my Warrior Cats OCs. That is perfect. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the commitment there is astounding, I will say. Yeah, I, I would just go out there and I'm like, I'm every cat. I'm all It doesn't matter. I'm all the cats. Forget I'm the every woman. I am every cat. Dropping <laughs> exactly. this call by Scout. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, what about yeah? What about you? Tell me about your your story. I mean, similarly, you know, I've always been a very large fan of cats, obviously. And growing up as a person who was a big fan of cats and who had a lot of friends who were also very big fans of cats, I don't remember if it was I was at the bookstore and I saw it, or I was. At the school library and I saw it but I was like oh my god a book about cats because I'd already been reading you know like Redwall and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, and very quickly it consumed the lives of me and all of my elementary school friends yes uh, I was the only one who owned the first book so <gasps> instead of them going to the library they all borrowed my copy your illicit warrior cats trading right so they all borrowed my copy I still have that copy of the book it is very well loved. Uh, <laughs> I love that. But uh, I will talk more about it when we get eventually to Into the Wild. And then, you know, I was also a Neopets kid and me and all my friends were Neopets kids and we had a Neopets guild where we role-played warriors. Yes! Uh, and then I kept doing that all the way through like the better part of like all of middle school and the first year or two of high school, I would role-play warriors online and write fan fiction and put it online. And uh, that's pretty much what I what I did for a long time. It's very important. It is very important. It's a very cr- like crucial core part of who I am. It influenced a lot of uh, the way I interact with media <laughs> to this day. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it did for me too because I was so unplugged at that point in mm-hmm. my life when I was originally reading it. I think it did so in a different way for me than than you, but very much like the depth of like the excitement I feel when I see a family tree in fiction. Oh my god! It came, right? It came from this. It yes. came from Warrior Cats. <laughs> The I would just like obsessively look over the comparisons of the allegiances between books, like even though I'd read them and I knew what happened. I was you just, just like, like to see the way that the cats change and the way everything changes. Obsessed. I would like straight up make up entire clans. I would not do anything except just make allegiances for what I imagined happened. I would not write anything down except for the list of like how it would change from season to season. I'm like, <laughs> this is psycho behavior (laughs) (laughs) see i would write i would write all the allegiances but then those were just all of the cats that i role-played barefoot outside in the backyard (laughs) i mean you know what that's fair too so yeah we're you know the books have been out for years Mm -hmm. this book that we're talking about actually is 10 years old as of the day that we're recording this i still can't believe this as you said star clan guided us here today which frankly the fact that the book that we're talking about is like part of what the fifth series and is 10 years old is truly astounding to me it's very it's it's terrifying kind of how old these these books actually are like they really did they were because you know i think when we were originally like beginning to read them at least for me it was like mid 2000s and so some of them had been out already for a a period of time yeah i'm trying to figure out when the first let me look up when the first one actually came out I want to say in my head that the first one is like 2001, but 2003. that might- 2003. 2003, okay. Which actually, like, I, I feel like I was in it as the first series was coming out. Yeah, I feel like I must have started like mid-second series, but I'm not sure. They come out so fast- They do! That it's really impossible for me to know. I, uh, I'll i get to this, probably something I'll mention later when we when we go to the Aaron Corner. It's a little preview for all of you uh, folks out there listening to the, to the first episode of the podcast. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Should we get into it? Should I should I give us a little summary here? Yes, absolutely. So, yes, give us a summary. So, again, we are doing this in chronological order. The Sun Trail is not the first book in the series, but it is the first book in the timeline of the Warrior Cats lore. Mm-hmm. The Warrior the Cats. The Warrior Cats. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> but yes, so Dawn of the Clans is 10 years old. Into the Wild, the actual first book published, is 20 years old. You know, shit's wild. Uh, (laughs) Shit's wild. Yeah. Please give us a summary of this book. Yeah. This is our little summary for The Sun Trail. In a cave, in a mountain, in the fictionalized countryside of England, a tribal society of cats works together to survive the harsh winter that threatens their way of life. At the urging of their spiritual leader, a contingency of cats leaves the mountains, embarking on a journey to find the prophesized new territory of moorland and forest. This trek is long, hard, and sees several casualties, but most of the group finds its way to this promised land and begins the arduous task of settling there without making the pre-existing residents too angry. 
both the new and old resident cats of this area continue to debate what the right choices are for their communities, but that primarily becomes backdrop to the story of two brothers who both like the same girl. The brothers grow further apart in their struggle for love, but in the end, neither of them get her because she is unceremoniously killed off, leaving the better brother to raise his nephew, her one surviving son, in her stead, so the plot for book two is properly set up. Don't we love it? We love it. You could probably tell from just that summary that we've got. There's definitely no bias in the summary about (laughs) what happens in the book here. We've Um, got some things to say. Don't worry about it. mm -hmm. But before we get into that, Scout, I got a big question for you. You, what's the question? How's the prey running? How is the prey running? So welcome, everyone. This is a little segment we call How's the Prey Running? It is nonsense, goofs, uh, a little bit of levity before we get into our big in-depth discussion of the book. The first thing I want to bring up is, uh, hey, if you have never gone onto the internet and looked up Warrior Cats covers, please do. <laughs> they fucking rip. They're so um, good. They're so good. Like, this series has no right to have covers as good as these. And especially the Polish covers. The Polish covers are insane. The Polish covers are so good. I found the Polish cover while I was searching on Tumblr uh, for this book in particular, and it is just the most majestic profile of a cat in front of a sunset. And then you've got all the littler cats walking around on the on the bottom there. You know, I I have a lot of opinions on the way that they've changed the covers from the original printings that uh, mm-hmm. we had when we were kids. Yeah, the re- the reprints, I have thoughts about those as well. We have thoughts and feelings. We'll talk about it some other time because mm-hmm. that is a whole podcast in itself. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, you know, as much as I brag on those, like the Polish covers do a really good job of giving us that big profile while also giving us a cover that is uh, indicative of the story. Mm-hmm. From the perspective of a professional artist who like does this for a living with these Polish covers, it is a painting of the cat, whereas with the newer... Uh, like series re-release covers for like series one and two, etc. It's a lot more like an airbrushed photo of a cat. Yeah. Uh, and I like I see that they're going for a specific style there, but I just feel like this is so much more impactful and so much more considered. And I think part of that also has to do with what quote unquote sells for book covers right now because that's very possible yeah photorealism and and sort of this idea of it being a photograph or something that could be quote-unquote like taken for a photograph upon first glance uh is is a thing just in in books in general that i could talk about a lot but that's neither here nor there this polish cover fucks yeah the other fun thing that we uh we have here is um so the Official Warrior Cats website, which is wildly different than it was when I was young and on the internet. (laughs) They have some fun little quizzes. Quiz time, Uh, quiz time. Yeah, so I think before we get started on our discussion, there is a quiz for every single book. Uh, So I think Scout and I are going to take a quiz uh, and we're going to see who knows this book better than the other. Oh, let's go. Let's do it. All right. All right. 
Oh, yeah. I got six out of six, baby. Oh, my God, me too. Praise Star Clan is what it says when you succeed. <laughs> That's right, um, it does. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Uh, so yes, you can rest assured, dear listeners, that both Scout and I know what we're talking about. We both we know what we're six talking out about. Six questions, correct? You could say we're professionals at this. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Now, Scout recently, uh, over the past couple years during COVID and everything, you've reread most of the original series. Yes, or most of the other other published series. You've going into this particular one blind. Yeah, I at the time I had skipped it because I, uh, going back to what I said earlier about being obsessed with the family trees and stuff, I said, well, I don't want to learn about a whole new bunch of cats that I don't know when I know that the next <laughs> series after this is going to be a continuation of the stories of the cats that I do know. And yeah. so I just sort of bloop, went over it for that time being, but it ended up working out really well because now we're doing this in chronological order and we both get to experience this series for the first time. Yes. Uh, I have not read the books since, oh, probably high school. Um, however, you know, being what it is, being the fact that this series uh, was such a critical uh, and important touchstone for me growing up, I do remember a lot. Uh, so I just want to give our listeners a warning. We may be discussing things that uh, have relevance to future books that we have not discussed yet. Uh, we will try not to do too many big spoilers, but due to the nature of this book in particular, I think there are some things that are going to get spoiled for you. Mm -hmm. So if you, uh, <laughs> if you are not interested in that, then um, go ahead and uh, skip forward a bit. Maybe, uh, maybe go to the airing corner and uh, hang out there for us and, and wait for us to show up. Because uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We do. I I know that you wrote to me this morning saying you had many thoughts. So I'm gonna throw so to you. Thoughts. Give me give me the give me the lowdown. What have, what are the, you feeling here right the at the first beginning? Thing, so the first thing I want to talk about. We've got our protagonist and narrator, Grey Wing. I hate this man. Oh, you don't like him? I hate him. <laughs> he is so he's so whiny. He's so like passive he does not like care he's just like i guess i'll just go along with whatever i have my opinions but i'm not gonna voice them like he's very he's like a little wet blanket to me he is he you know he is he when, is so when the book pathetic when the book first started, I had a lot of, I, I was like, you know, I like that he kind of, he doesn't, he's a reluctant hero. He doesn't want mm -hmm. to to do this. But then as it went on, he continued to, to just be reluctant. reluctant. Yeah, there's, there has been no growth for this man over the course of this book, which, you know, I will give it to the Warrior series. They tend not to have a lot of growth for a, for a main character in just one book. It tends to be throughout the six book series. However, I'm very like he just is so wishy-washy and so non-confrontational he just lets everybody like step all over him basically he's extremely passive you're right yeah and i think there is a there is a bit of poor little meow meow in there there uh, is there is which you know me scout personally yeah. i have to hold my poor little meow meows and pet their little wet heads in the rain yes yes but i can absolutely also yes he's insufferable at points he is kind of a toxic masculinity king too that's true you know he's very like i know better than these women and they should listen to me 
because I know better than them. But he does not show that he actually knows better than any of the women that he is talking about. No, that's true. Yeah. There's just a lot. The last third of this book, I feel like he goes through a real, like, it's a big line of losses. He's taking so many L's. Yeah, he's taking so <laughs> many L's. Our our man Grey Wing is, oh boy, he takes a lot of losses. He really does. There's, oh, I'm just thinking about things. <laughs> Please, do say. I'm thinking about stuff that happens later in the book. I'm thinking about... I'm just going to say, Turtle Tail, get out of there, babe. You Don't oh come back. God, right? Please. Don't come I hope back. She does not, I hope she stays with those, with the humans. Turtle Tail, just please be a lesbian with Bumble and don't. Exactly. Do not. Do not be involved. They have huge lesbian energy. They're huge. lesbians. They are like, so, you know, again, coming to it as an adult, coming to it as somebody who has come to like, learn more about sexuality and accept my sexuality and things like that. I don't know if it is just that I read more deeply into relationships that could be perceived as queer or if like, hey, you know, maybe Bumble and Turtletail are lesbians. I mean, when I was a kid, I definitely had some thoughts about Ravenpaw. So like, I was like, that boy <laughs> is gay. And I really believe that. I mean, the thing, I think that this, and this could just be a, maybe it is just a side effect of writing for a younger audience. And mm -hmm. so feelings are so much bigger in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's very true. Or maybe it's because of the way that they characterize the cats that the cat's feelings are just like really like, but I don't know. There's, There's a, a lot of big feelings in this There's book. a lot of homoerotic subtext in the series overall. I'm going to go so ahead true. and say it. That is so true. Well, and so I'll, I'll get to this later, but you know, we're not the only ones picking up on the homoerotic subtext. No, so you're right. Write that down, readers. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that later in this episode and in probably every single episode going every on. Every single out. one. Every Everyone, I'm gonna, we're gonna have our queer rep, our queer cats. Mm hmm. So, yes, Grey Wing, I'm waiting to warm up to him. I, I don't. Yeah, I, th I think he came out of the, he, he came out of the gate really strong and just and flagged. Just, yeah. Really tanked because I liked the stuff in the beginning where it was, it, there was a lot of like, but I really love the mountains. I don't want to leave my home. Yeah, he's like, I really want to, s I'll just go drop Jagged Peak off and like, then I'll come back home to my family. And then it's like, well, my mom wants me to go and, and protect my brothers. And I should do that because family is important. And so, you know, there is, he, he has at the very beginning, just a very incredible Con like internal conflict which i love an internal yeah conflict. because internal conflict in these books in the beginning usually oh my god it's so good uh, yeah and, and and a lot of the books don't really have that outside of like i need everybody to believe in me that i'm yeah. really good at what i'm doing uh which can which is also can can be really fun, but it I I was really intrigued by Grey Wing at the beginning of this book because it was so different from the more traditional, like as yes. we get further in the series, you kind of have an apprentice, you have a young cat who wants to prove themselves yes. and become like a full-fledged member of the the clan, et cetera, et cetera. And it I was is like, this very is very much different because a lot of them are very much coming of age stories. And this yes. one does not feel like a coming of age story. This one feels like a young adult figuring out what he wants, yes. like how he wants to 
be in the world. Like he's grown up. He knows or thinks he knows where he belongs, but he's got to he's got to make these changes. So, yeah, I agree. I was very, very compelled by him at the start. I love a pair of brothers with some drama. Mm -hmm. But, you know, literally like halfway through, my notes went from, oh, okay, interesting, interesting drama. Love that. My notes went from that to Grey Wing is obnoxious. (laughs) Uh, So, you know. Still, I will give it to him, though. He takes a lot of L's in the second half. I still think he's better than Clear Sky. Oh my god, 100%. They're definitely Fuck setting Clear up- Sky. All my homies hate Clear Sky. Clear Sky is 100% going to be the villain. He's atrocious. He's so bad. And his change his is vibe. like 0 to 100 so fast. It's it's so like I weird. I have a lot of thoughts about Clear Sky. So, I, also, I just so clear sky is gray wings brother when mm-hmm. they start off you know he is like yeah hell yeah i'm gonna leave and he's like kind of manipulating his girlfriend to go with him he's like we really should leave so that you know when we have kids they can like have a safe and like a home where there's plenty for people to eat and mm-hmm. there's plenty of safety and like I want our kids to have a better life than we have, which I can respect. Yeah. I don't respect the way that he like passive aggressively manipulated Brightstream into going with him. But, you know, I can respect that he wants a better life for the people that he cares about. I can respect Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, he loses Brightstream, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, He loses Brightstream. He like, I don't, I don't know why he seems like I don't know if I just misread or like I just could not understand why there was such a sudden like I don't want to be with my brother anymore. I don't want to be with these fools anymore. I want to go be off on my own like there. It's like a grieving period. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm saying is like I can understand he's like going through a lot. He's like in this survival mode, even though he doesn't have to be. You know, like they have plenty of food now, but he's still like, no, we need to make sure that like we're never going to be hungry again. And we need to make sure that we are protected as hell. Mm-hmm. And like, I can understand that, but I it does not justify the things that he does. No, he really he really said my girlfriend died and now I need us to live in a police state. Exactly. He really said that. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, those are literal, that's a literal quote from the book. <laughs> it, it might as well be. It might as well be. Oh, my goodness. Okay, since we're going to be mentioning it a lot, let's talk about fridging. Let's do it. Let's oh, go. Oh, God. I would say that these books, in a broad sense, across the entire series, the whole franchise, yeah. has a problem with its women. <laughs> I mean, it was written in the early 2000s, like, and it hasn't necessarily matured much beyond that i feel with yeah, regards to subject matter it is it is really living in this in the genre of women die to fuel protagonist grief and emotional growth and like plot relevance yeah I mean, we really, with this one, we we came out the gate really strong again. Like, they really just went right for it. The one daughter of this family. 
the one daughter of this family is going to die. Hey, side note, did Jagged Peak fucking accidentally kill his sister? Because that was kind of the vibe that I got. He was playing with her. There's a scene. Oh my where God, he's, you're right. He's playing with her and he like sweeps her legs and she falls and hits her head on a rock. I think that he might have accidentally caused his sister's death. He definitely, I think it was definitely exertion from the plate. Like they, they keep saying that the reason she died is they didn't have enough food, which is probably mm-hmm. true because like all of those cats were fucking malnourished. Those, those cats were so starving. They were so hungry. So, like, you know, that definitely made her weaker. But I think, you know, Jagged Peak is kind of a reckless character. I would not blame anyone for putting some of the blame on him because Mm -hmm. he does not think before he does anything. He he doesn't. That boy really said no thoughts. Um, And not in the good way. Yeah. Yeah. He's not not a himbo. He's just a child. Yeah. But yes, Fluttering Bird, uh, Rip Queen, Fly High. Fly High, Fluttering Bird. The... The scene of of her death was actually like, I think one of the emotional, like as far as writing goes, one of the emotional peaks of the story. I agree. I think it was very well done. Like, you know, there's no problem with characters dying. Exactly. To feel growth. It's when it is only the female characters or mostly the female characters. And it just keeps happening. It it just just keeps keeps happening. because, Because like 50 pages later after... We lose Fluttering Bird. Right. We also lose Bright Stream. Yeah. So I think like, you know, if it were just Fluttering Bird, I think that would have been a really, really good use of a character death because that is Mm -hmm. the proof that they need to leave. Like the younger generation is not going to survive. And I think that is one way to show it for sure. But it is especially noted that all of the female cats that die are important to our protagonist in some way. Yes. Because there are a total of five deaths in this book, I believe. Well, not including the other two kits. So seven, I guess. Because two of Storm's kits die. Two oh, Storm's kits, yeah. Three of these deaths are women who are related in some way to Grey Wing, our protagonist. Yes. Mm-hmm. The other two named deaths are male cats. One of them is uh, at Grey Wing's hands at the end, or closer to the end of the book. And the other one is our leader of the traveling group uh, who's killed Pour one out. God, I was pulling for him. Shaded Moss, my man. He was so good. He was just genuinely a good guy. So he he was the leader of the group that was traveling. He was smart. He was thoughtful he was making sure everybody was staying protected and safe and then he dies and that is what kind of is able to get this dissolution of the group and everybody kind of splitting off and going their different ways um yeah without him they don't have their like center they don't have their exactly they don't have and so it does become yeah even even when his daughter does end up sort of taking his place as leader in the group it's not as strong of a lead uh, of like a a coalition Mm -hmm. anymore which eventually leads to clear sky breaking off and forming his his group yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh bright stream is our second cat who dies in this book uh, she is Clear Sky's girlfriend at the start. Grey Wing and also kinda has a crush Wing on has her. A cru- yeah, Grey Wing has a crush like, on oh her. Oh my god, we're doing this again. 
It's a very common thing in these books for siblings to both have crushes on the same cat. You know, you're and, right. <laughs> and for that to be like a point of falling out mm-hmm. um, is a very common trope in this series for, for siblings to both uh, have romantic inclinations towards an, uh, a, another cat and that to be like a reason that said siblings don't get along. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brightstream doesn't. Like, there's a couple moments where it's like, well, maybe she feels the same way to Greywing, but like, she definitely seems more into Clear Sky. Yeah, I almost in some in some instances, I almost got this feeling that she wasn't really into either of them. Yeah, she was just kind of like, oh, whatever. They're nice to me. <laughs> I kind of I kind of feel like with Clear Sky, it's like, I feel like Clear Sky has the animal magnetism. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but girls just keep going for Clear Sky. And for I'm like, real? I don't know what you see this in him. This guy has got Riz, this, apparently. This, this man is pulling. This man is pulling. Yeah. So Brightstream is, uh, she, she goes with them on the journey. Turns out just before they leave, uh, they find out that she is expecting Clear Sky's children. And Clear Sky has a bit of a crisis over that. He's like, oh, gosh, it's going to be so dangerous. But she's like, no, 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 we need to because, you know, we have to make sure that the life is better. And he's like, you're right. Just like, be careful. And she's the only one who dies before they reach. They leave the mountains. Yeah, she's before, the like, only the one who dies the day. entire journey. Like, Shaded Moss doesn't even die until they reach where until they're, they're going to live. Until they're nearly at the moors. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really... Uh, Brightstream is the only one who dies. She gets carried off as an, by an eagle saving Greywing, which of course Greywing blames himself for for like 10 whole goddamn chapters. For so long he blames himself and he thinks that his brother blames him. Yeah, he thinks his brother blames him, but he does not talk about it at all. He's no. like, I should talk to my brother about this, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And that's for 10 chapters. I um, just can't do it yet. Then he finally talks to him and Clear Sky's like, no, dude, I don't blame you. I blame myself. I should never have made her do that. (laughs) Like, this is my fault. So, yes. uh, Brightstream is our second cat today. Secondly, side note, don't get attached to any cat with stream in their name in this book series. Because they will die. And it will be an unfair death for them. And then we've got Storm. Storm... Uh, confused me as a character. I will Storm say. really confused me too. Again, I think this comes down to that pe- they just th- they think that that Clear Sky is really fucking hot. I, it's got to be because she is very clearly expressing interest in Grey Wing. Yeah, like uh, they are to, hanging to, out together. They're like to, to back up to back up just for a second. Oh, yes, Storm is Storm is a cat from uh who who was living in the forest that the mountain cats end up settling in uh and she befriends gray wing and they're hanging out and they're vibing they are he's like got this huge crush on her she's kind of like got a little something back for him and then she meets clear sky and all of a sudden she's like i don't want to hang out with gray wing anymore i gotta hang out clear sky it is zero to a hundred literally it's like one chapter they're hanging out gray winging a storm and they're having a great time and then the literal next chapter he's like i thought we were gonna hang out she's like uh yeah totally uh i'll call you does not call does not call she literally just looked into clear sky's eyes and said i can't not fuck him (laughs) exactly like she gets pregnant so quick so fast it's like immediately after she moves in with them she is pregnant it's it's stupid it it was such a roller coaster also because like 
I know that you have something in your notes here about how that it I it only takes them like half of a book oh to my get God, the pacing in this book is abysmal. I just gotta say it. The pacing of this book is bananas. It's <laughs> wild. Uh it's so weird. I feel like I feel like it took us forever to get out of the mountains and yeah. then the then the travel was really f- pretty fast. Yeah. And then we got there. And, and I'm not sure what the time frame is because, and I put this in my notes, I was like, so chapters 19 and 20 is just like the wildest sudden change in attitude towards the cats of, from the tribe. Because it's like, up until that point, rogues, the cats that lived in the moors already, were nothing but like hostile at worst. Neutral mostly. Neutral at best. Mm-hmm. And then in chapter 19 and 20, Gorse and Wind are like, Grey Wing, what's up? We love you, bud. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? When did this well, happen? There was, the, there was the scene where they, like, where, where, like, she was, te- Wind was teaching him how to, uh, was that in, was that in that chapter? Yeah, was that, dog, like, the first time? That was in that chapter. <laughs> that is weird. The pacing is so wild. It's like there was a month that they just left out, is what it feels like. And there are there's a lot of weird skips that you can yeah. you can see in the writing. It says like, you know, it's been two yeah. moons since I saw since I saw a storm or whatever. And it's like, when did two months pass? Yeah, what? like the it's the same paragraph. <laughs> it is. It is the same is and it's so I read very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so when in the time shifts are that quick and like unnoticeable, they do not register in my brain. <laughs> right. But yeah, the the timing and pacing in this is so weird. Storm gets pregnant immediately after moving in with Clear Sky. Uh, and then almost also immediately, Clear Sky starts showing his real colors, kicks out Jagged Peak. Kicks out Jagged Peak because, because that- he broke his leg. That was also a really weird scene. <laughs> Yeah, I just the, that it was happening sort of in the background. It felt like it was going to be something so inconsequential and yeah. it ended up being very consequential. Yeah. I don't know. That whole thing, all of it felt like there were all of these big moments that were happening so close together. And off screen. It felt yeah. like so much was happening off screen, which is why so I think much also going on off screen. Grey Wing was bothering me as a protagonist because he's so reluctant. He's so like wishy-washy he doesn't go and do anything it feels like the plot is just happening around this man and we're only getting the things that he yeah. that are important to him which is fucking and family <laughs> um <laughs> he but, just really likes pretty girls he does but yes so storm gets pregnant she ends up leaving because she's like clear sky i don't like what you're doing this is bad you can't treat people like this i don't want you raising my kids so she leaves. She leaves, and this is this is the. I do want to just this say real quick. This is what bothers me: is Grey Wing why says, does, "Come with me, and we'll make sure that they're just, raised well, and like we'll take care of you guys because you know it's not like it's like getting to be winter." Yeah, he's like, "We'll keep your family, like we'll keep your kids safe." She has two full chances. Yeah, to to just be like, "Yeah, okay, I'll come in and move in with you guys." Like, I don't understand the He doesn't even say it has to be permanent. He's just like, no. "Just come like have your kids with us so that they can be born safely. We have like folks who can do medicine." She's like, "No, I don't want to." I'm like, "Girl, I don't know what it was like she decided suddenly that she needed to be independent from mm-hmm. the men in her life, but like at the wrong time." Yes, exactly. So, it <laughs> does not end well for her because the house that she is 
like the abandoned building that she has her cat her kits in uh ends up getting demolished and she tries to protect them even though gray wing has stopped by before and gray wing comes as it is all happening and he is trying to get her out he is trying to save her and uh she does not follow him and she gets crushed and dies uh and only one of her kids survives uh that is thunder thunder is uh a little little orange bab um which where did the orange come from she's been fucking in the lineage because there's certainly anity orange cats involved in this family no there is not um (laughs) whose child is that it's divine intervention because his name Mm, is thunder right Um, (laughs) he's sent from star we have to have orange cats leading ThunderClan scout. If there's not an orange cat leading ThunderClan, what this is why this is why Bramble uh, Claw runs into so many problems right. later in the series because he's not orange. <laughs> but yes, so he he rescues Thunder. He names Thunder too, uh, and then he's actually like, his 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 ex girlfriend names Thunder. his 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 friend who uh, has been in love with him this whole time, and he's j- never he never puts it together. No, he's so stupid. Grey Wing has never been stupider than when interacting with Turtle Tail. Shout out to my girl Turtle Tail. It's so funny that Storm was even like when when Turtle Tail was like. I'm not going to tell you where I've been. She's like, what the fuck's going on there? And he's like, it's too complicated to explain. And it's like, no, it's not. You've been blowing off the girl who's had a crush on you her whole life. And she's gone and like found somewhere else to hang out. And now you're and now you care. And she's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, I want to give her credit where credit's due. She's the one who leads gray wing to the site goes out of her way to like try and help her ex crushes crush right uh when she is in peril and then also names the child thunder which is going to become very Very important important. (laughs) it's gonna be very critical so gray wing takes thunder to his dad he's like i should take this cat but everyone's like no he should be with his dad he's like yeah you know what you're right he should be with his dad so he takes him to clear sky and clear side says i want nothing to do with this child (laughs) clear Um, sky really said fuck this kid fuck them kids he said he said i failed their mother so i shouldn't i shouldn't even be a father to him it's <laughs> like this is your son dude this is like, so stupid so anyway clear sky rejects his son gray wing says well you're my son now i guess uh and takes him back and that's kind of other than the fact that you know uh, gray wing gets attacked by fox and kills him fox is one of clear sky's like very important muscle guys protects his borders Clear Sky just gets a bunch of, of bodyguards and bouncers. Yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> Bouncer, that's the exact term. I, like, they're bouncers, and why are they so... Like, they're so aggressive. There's no, Like, they could just be like, yo, step away, step away. But they're like, you want to fucking go? You want to fucking go, dude? They're I'm ready go, to I'm gonna throw down at any time. Fox was about to kill Grey Wing. Yeah. And Grey Wing was like, I gotta defend myself, bro. And then everyone's like, why the fuck did you kill Fox? He's like, I didn't mean to. He started it. He he started it. And he also, like, he could, he literally couldn't see. He's like, my own blood was in my eyes. I couldn't see what I was doing. Yeah, it's wild. It's so wild. I just don't. Did you read the little, like, couple of chapters at the back that are about Fox and Petal? About Fox and Petal, I did. Tell me your thoughts about that. I barely read them 
Yeah, I had like no feelings. I was like, oh, your your mom died by a badger attack. I'm so sorry. That must have really sucked. I don't care anything else you have to say here. It was, uh, yeah. The only only thing I liked hearing a little bit was there was... there was a little bit about, I think it, no, Dappled Pelt is still with Tall Shadows people, but there was another. Yeah, Dappled Pelt is still with Grey Wing because she was like, uh, I went to go help Jagged Peak and Clear Sky did not want to let me leave. And that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And Clear Sky also didn't let her like leave the camp. Yeah. For those, whatever yeah. it was. She was there for, for like eight weeks. He said she was there for two moons. Yeah, I that's think. fucking wild. Uh, Again, or, the timing, no, sorry. I just so, don't know. I just don't understand what the time frame is going on. Yeah, there. I don't know what the time frame is. But there was another, there's another cat in there that talks about uh, clear, that talks about Fluttering Bird dying. And I like seeing a little bit more of her. I think it's fl- Flut, what are the names? Oh, the feather, feather girl. Feather, uh, fall, fluttering? feather, falling, falling feather. feather. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. It's falling... going to get so much easier when they're back to like actual warrior names. Like I know these are basically warrior names, but when the names are separated like this, it's so hard for me to remember. It's it's a lot harder to remember. And, and like rain swept flower is too long. Oh my God. Right. Jackdaw's cry. Jackdaw's ha- cry is so much. And hawk swoop. I always got those two confused. I truly could not. I could not tell you. And usually I'm really like on top of we talked to we talked at the beginning about. Yeah. Like the obsession with the allegiances. I could not keep any of these cats straight. I could. I did not know a single one there of what these people looked like. There was too much happening. There was too many like cats with There's similar also, names we had moon why shadow, we have moon and shadow and tall shadow, shadow. <laughs> why yes. that i just you know the only were reason siblings. the only reason i remembered moon shadow is because he's such a fucking loser he's which such again, a loser we will get into <laughs> um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i kept getting moon shadow and cloud spots mixed up because they're both black toms yeah they're um, both black toms oh yeah so i think overall we can say this book was a little bit of a mess yeah, but I I am interested to see where it goes. You know, it's setting up a lot of new stuff. Uh, I think before we talk about the errands, we should talk about we've talked a little bit about it already, but time. Yeah. So uh, would you like to would you like to talk a little bit about the uh, prologue of this book? Oh, my God. OK, so first of all, for those of you who uh, perhaps have read the first series and the second series and the third series. <laughs> you know that uh, we start off in the forest in the first series and then the second series, the forest is going to be destroyed, blah, blah, blah. They have to move. It takes them a whole goddamn six books to get to their new home. Now, Which is past where we start off in this book. It takes true. them six books to go from the forest, past the mountains, to the lake. This book now, admittedly, in the second series, though, it is like the first three books are them going and meeting Midnight, meeting yeah, the Badger, fair. and then going back. So oh, that's like at least two that. books. Yeah, uh, and so I it's, guess they but did have a lot more cats, but it is they still- had a lot more cats, and also there's like the whole last book of that series is just them working out territories and stuff. Yeah. But still, <laughs> it still drives me crazy that it took them not even a whole book to get from the mountains to the forest, but like five or ten chapters yeah like half of the book not even like a third of the mm-hmm. book maybe that fucked me up yeah you mentioned <laughs> the time period what the fuck time period is this i 
I wish I knew. Like, I don't know how long the clans are supposed to have been in. I know, but I'm thinking like in because in my head, in my head, I'm like, you know, it's not medieval times, I guess. But, no, but I don't like, think it would have been medieval times. It wouldn't have been that that far back. But like, but maybe it, it's the 60s or 70s. So like, here's the thing. Uh, so I have my very fun little uh, Secrets of the Clans guide, which has a history yes. of the clans. Tell me everything. Um, well, I can't tell you everything because I think it's going to spoil a lot of what happens in this series. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit. But like, it's... It does not, like, give any indication that there were even, like, two legs there. It's like a wild forest. It's, the yeah. forest was a wilderness untamed by territories. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, because, because like, Which, like, spoilers... again, this book was, this book that I'm looking at is, like, written in fucking... It's written significantly before... 2007. Yeah, like, forever yeah. ago. Um, but, but, yeah... Because specifically, like, spoilers for, like, later in the series, Sky Clan ended up having to leave the forest mm -hmm. at the time that it left the forest because they were building the two-leg place. Oh, but there's a two-leg right. place here. That's right. So it has to be a different, like, it has to be a different neighborhood, I guess. I guess. And, like, the neighborhood was expanding. Yeah, but it's weird because, so... Again, it just Dawn of sounds... the Clans is about how the clans came to be. They don't have the clans set up yet. The clans are, if you don't know already, Thunder Clan, River Clan, Shadow Clan, Wind Clan, and as we found out several years after the first series, Sky Clan, which was kind of ostracized. Uh, and this is about like how those clans came to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we are meeting the people, the cats who found these clans. But I mean. I've got a pretty damn good feeling I know who's going to be the leader of Sky Clan, and I'm pretty sure they're living in the forest right now. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how the uh, inconsistencies with the timeline match up. Yeah. Also inconsistencies in the timeline. The entire book series is predicated on a time paradox, uh, according to this. Yeah. <laughs> according to the prologue of this book, the entire series is based on a time paradox. Which is not something I thought I would ever say about the Warrior Cat series. I never thought I would be like, yeah, well, there's a time paradox. That's like the whole reason any of this exists. You, you know what really pisses me off about the time paradox, though? Is that it is sending a cat from the future back into the past to get cats to move away from the lake and into the mountains mm -hmm. and then away from the mountains and into the forest mm -hmm. and then away from the, the forest, forest past the mountains into back the to lake. the fucking lake it's cyclical it's dri it drives me nuts why are they doing this anyway why oh I, my god i truly was not expecting a time paradox just be the like whole... the start of this series, which like here's the thing: if you had never read, uh, what was it? Vision of Stars, Omen of the Stars, Omen, Omen, uh, Power of Three. Power of Three. If you had never read Power of Three, you wouldn't realize that it's a time paradox that predicates the whole thing. If you were starting the way we're starting, you would not realize that that's what's happening. No, you'd just there's be like, just oh, like some um... weird ancestor gave uh, this cat a vision, and you'd be like, okay, that's cool, and then you find out years and years later that holy shit this whole thing was a time paradox of this blind mystic going back in time with a magic this stick this grumpy piece of shit cat 
Oh my god! And it's his, so wild. And this his is weird sphinx cat like yeah. guide. Oh, anyway, this <clears throat> whole series is so fucking wild. Like you know, there's all this religious bullshit that's happening in the in the main books. We haven't really gotten a lot Which of religious bullshit yet. Which is surprisingly absent. Yeah, surprisingly yeah, absent. Not a in lot this of book. religious bullshit yet. Uh, but there will be, I'm sure. Uh, uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about it eventually. But you know, there's there's always. In these books, there has always been mysticism and and magic and things like that, like not as a forefront sort of thing, but kind of like as a like an undercurrent of magic. But now it's just like, okay, well, the whole thing is magic. And that just takes you you out of it. The thing that the thing that is so funny to me is is like you read the first series and it's like sometimes they have visions from their ancestors. It's like that's reasonable. Yeah. And then by the time you get deep into it, it's like. Some of these cats have literal nine lives. Some, <laughs> some of these cats, I mean, that is in the first, that's right, in the but first I'm saying, series. Like, even. You go from visions but to, the, oh wait, they have like actually nine lives. It's not just Yeah, like, saying. wow, it's, that's really just nine lives. And then in the second one, it's like, is there ESP? Can these two cats talk to each other in their brains from Fuck, over significant periods? Because squirrel, squirrel flight and leaf and leaf pool could just do that. That is so true. They do have twin telepathy. They've got twin telepathy, and then and then and we later and they just have like fucking superpowers. Then then we've got the cat that can't die, and we've got the fucking cat that can see really far, and the cat that can walk that can like dream walk. Yeah, it's like, so wild. Like. And the then, then people, everybody bullshit. starts going into hell. People enter the underworld. Yeah, the amount of magic bullshit just keeps ramping up with every series. And Soon it's enough, so funny. I'm imagining, you know, like by the time we get to stuff that is current re- currently releasing, I'm sure we're going to get fucking like cats piloting mechs and some shit because it is oh just my God. getting that wild. It's also so funny that, that the cats like fucking... Jay, this is very far down the line. Clearly, we just have a lot to say about the whole series. And so we're all we're just like, I want to talk about everybody. But Jay Feather fucking has agriculture. Yeah. Jay well, Feather- no, in this book, they fucking like set a limb. Yes, <laughs> they do set a limb. I was like, what are they doing? They're they, cats. They give a cat a cast, which like I and I I think this is just a thing because like in the earlier series when we were reading it was very much like oh well we'll just chew up these herbs and put them on there and like hope for the best yeah but like now they're like well we have more and more drama and we have to like be we have to like make the cats do surgery <laughs> like we have to make the, ca- the cats cat have to do like surgery open heart surgery one i of can't these wait days. i can't wait for a cat to be yeah a to, brain to surgeon be doing it yeah I to think, be a brain surgeon i don't think i can say much more about this book <laughs> I think, yeah i think uh I'm We've got we got to the point where we're done with this book and we're like, can you believe these fucking cats? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you would like to move on to the Aaron Corner, I would love to hear you talk about the Aaron Corner. I'm very excited for this. The Aaron Corner is my little special spot where I'm going to talk about uh, each each episode, which Aaron wrote which book. Now, dear listener, you might be thinking, what are you talking about? It's Aaron Hunter right? No, wrong. Aaron Hunter is actually something like... Seven women? Seven women? <laughs> yeah, there's a significant number of different people who write under the pseudonym Aaron Hunter, which, fun fact, was chosen because it would be uh, put on the bookshelves near Brian Jacques. 
Oh my uh, god, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Whoa. So they chose Aaron Hunter so it would be filed near Brian Jacques in the library and bookstores. Damn, it worked on me. Yeah, they fucking got you. Um, and so I want to keep a tally of which which woman is writing which book to see what kind of uh, themes there might be that, that sort of play through their specific books. Um, this one was written by Cherith Baldry, uh, who is one of our main errands. Uh, it seems as though Cherith Baldry and Kate Carey are the ones that write the bulk of the main series. I think Kate was the one I met. Oh, yeah. As I'll have to go more in depth on this in another episode once I refresh my memory, but I believe that it's something like there's there's one maybe named Vivian uh, who was sort of the one that came up with the idea, but was like, but I don't write fantasy books. So uh, can you guys write the books? Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'll write the books. Uh, so... Cherith Baldry wrote this one, and uh, the I, I was looking at a list of all of the ones that she's written, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting to see. She wrote for the first series. She she wrote books four, five, and six. Uh, uh, so she's responsible for my childhood drama. Yeah. So I think that there's I think that there's some interesting kind of parallels in here. I think that there's she she wrote you know. Outcast, Long Shadows, and Sunrise for Series 3. None of this really means anything to anybody at this point, but I'm seeing a trend. She writes a lot of uh, the death-heavy ones. She does. She also seems to have a uh, particular fondness for SkyClan. Hey, you're right, because she is actually the one who wrote Firestar's Quest, which means she she, uh, at least... Uh, originated the like first story of Sky. Yeah, and Clan. she got to like give a lot of the details. I imagine. I don't know yeah. what they're. I'll. We'll have to look into this. I don't know what their writing process is. I know they have like something akin to a, a writer's bible, but like as you'll find out uh, as we continue, um, there's, <laughs> there's a, lot not of, a lot of inconsistencies. No, there's a lot of inconsistencies. So I imagine like just based on like the way that several of these books are written that they have like a basic outline but it's pretty much do whatever the fuck you want yeah and there i don't remember which book but i know that cherith baldry has said at some point in some author talk that she wrote one of these books in one month wow (laughs) and they're not i mean they're not long but like a month yeah, woof. And okay, it seems Cherith. like mostly it's three months. Three months to write one of these books. Yeah, they, they have uh, a very well, frequent release schedule. Yeah, really, really frequently release schedule. And it's it's interesting. I'm really curious because as we get further with this series, she does the first and second book and then the fourth book. But series six through eight, she's specifically writing book one, three, and five. And I just that's think that that's... It's interesting that it's kind of changed from from sort of a smattering of whichever mm-hmm. to and series two. She wrote everything but book five, uh, which I think might explain a lot about some of my thoughts about book five of that of that <laughs> series. But we'll get there when we um, get there. Yeah, exactly. We'll get there when we get there. See you in a year. <laughs> Uh, you know, whenever, sometime. Whenever. See you at some point. Anyways, uh, Cherith Baldry also has two cats named Bramble and Sorrel, who are the namesakes of two cats, uh, Brambleclaw and Sorrel Tail, that we will meet later. And I just love that fact so much. I think that that's makes really me nice. so happy. 
And also, shout out to Sorrel Tail. I fucking love Sorrel Tail so much. I also love Brambleclaw. He's another one of my problematic fave weird Scout little men. Is, Scout loves Brambleclaw. I don't love Brambleclaw as much as I love Brackenfur, though. <laughs> Bracken, Brackenfur is... is Bracken, we can't get into it, but we got to talk about Brackenfur one day. I'm going to talk so much about Brackenfur. I love that. I love, I that, love that man. Uh... I think that's it for the Aaron Corner uh, for for this time. But but watch this space. I'm going to be keeping keeping some tabs and possibly some tallies. We'll and see. I'm going to see research. I'm going to see how much uh, Cherith Baldry fridges women. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see. We are gonna see. Uh, all right. Which means it's time for my give me that check in, baby. <laughs> all right. So as we all know, I am chronically online. Uh, this is. Uh, eventually I'll come up with a fun little name for this, I'm sure. Uh, but this is what I like to call the fandom check-in. Uh, people on the internet have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of opinions. And we're going to talk about people's opinions in general and the way that fandom seems to be engaging with certain books more than others. Things like that. First of all, I would like to say that when I was Googling uh, Warrior Cats on Google, the, one of the things that popped up was Common Sense Media, which if you do not know what Common Sense Media is, it is kind of like a parent's guide. Uh, it says Warriors is not for young children. That is not my lived experience. What do they say the, the age group is? I think it's like older elementary schoolers to early middle schoolers. But like, it's like preteens is what they're suggesting. Yeah. And you were, you're suggesting. Uh, I was in like third grade, my man. I yeah. was like really young. <laughs> I feel like I was also very young, but I don't remember. Now, it I will say I was traumatized a little bit by some of the stuff that I read as a young child. But did that stop me? No, it fucking did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but what I would like to say is, you know, you can use common sense media to help you decide, but really, like, you should use your own judgment when deciding whether or not you're going to have your, your children read a book series. I personally, I would not go back and tell myself not to read Warriors. I will say that. Like, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it at the age that I was. Sure, I had some nightmares, but what kid doesn't? Um, which speaking of how things have changed since we were kids, I would just love to talk about how fandom has changed since we were kids. I'm not going to talk about it on a whole scale because I could write a book about that, but it is absolutely wild to me how back in the day you had to go on like CD DeviantArt pages or like someone's <laughs> homemade website forum to go and roleplay warriors and now there's an official Roblox game. I cannot believe like, this. It is astounding to me. Do you know how much I would have killed for something like that? Like I would have done anything as a child for something <laughs> like that. Wild to it's me. It, it, that is wild. One well, and, and Scout found there's this Ichio game that lets you like make a, a warrior clan. There's a game on the Switch called Cattails, which is very Warriors s. I still really need to read Cattails. I did find out that Cattails was literally it was a Warriors fan game oh, before perfect. before they filed the uh, yeah the cease and desist yeah yeah that be makes sense before they just filed it off and I mean, then they put it on much, it is very much yeah. a they filed off the serial I, numbers on that yeah, one it is very warriors. i really want to i really want to to play that at some point the unofficial itchio game uh is called warriors clan gen and i love it so much <laughs> i have not downloaded it yet i should have done that today but if i had i would not have gotten anything done 
Yeah, I downloaded the new, like the new fancier version yesterday, and I just don't know where the weekend went. Yeah, that's fair. It's all cats now. It's all cats, baby. It's all cats, baby. <laughs> uh, I did a little bit of Googling on Tumblr. Uh, unfortunately, since this is the first book and I have not read any of them, I was trying to avoid spoilers. So I just searched for the Sun Trail. You know, a decent amount of Warrior Cats fan art, which is just something that I think the Warriors fandom does so incredibly well, is the amount of young artists and young writers that this series, like, churns out is astounding. So there's a ton of fan art on Tumblr and things like that. Uh, but I also found <laughs> a couple of fun jokes, uh, such as a uh, a post titled List of Moonshadow's Loser Moments. <laughs> Moonshadow is one of the cats in this book. He is a deadbeat dad. He is absolute loser. Uh, I forgot he's a up. deadbeat dad. I forgot yeah. that that's his He thing. abandoned his wife uh, and said, no, babe, I'm going to go. And she's like, you're not going to stay and help raise our kids. He's like, nah, <laughs> I'm leaving. He's something else. And then also, uh, Dawn of the Clans said babies can vote. Kitten suffrage. Kitten suffrage. <laughs> they they really the, did. They allow the kittens, they allow the children to participate in the votes that determine the future of the entire clan or of the entire tribe. They say, yeah, you know what? We will let this baby vote. <laughs> I think that his opinion matters. Um, and then, of course, because I am a writer and I have written a lot of Warriors fan fiction in my time and I am obsessed with finding the stats on that sort of thing, uh, I wanted to look at what, if any, folks are writing fic for uh, this particular series and see kind of hell where yeah, that is yeah, at. Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, the most detailed and uh, filled repertoire of fanfics appears to be on fanfiction.net, which is a site that has not moved out of the early 2000s uh, in terms of its search capabilities. I can't even search for Suntrail era fix because the there is a search filter to like search the main characters in the fic. None of the cats past the third series are listed. <laughs> um, so I can't even search Grey Wing. Like, it's not a thing. Like, I can't oh, even no. search by that. Um, but there are 27,000 Warriors fanfics on fanfiction.net. Uh, and Let's on go. the vastly easier to search site, uh, Archive of Our Own, otherwise known as AO3, there's just under 6,000 Warrior fix, which is... All things considered, I think pretty impressive for a phantom that is that old. Uh, yeah, considering. On, on AO3 also, yeah, on AO3, which, is, yeah. which is generally, I, I feel like it is a... A lot of an older group. Yeah, a higher age range mm -hmm. than yeah. Oh god, like I didn't fanfic. even check Wattpad. I'm not going to oh go my god. on, I'm not going we on Wattpad. Do, we can't go on Wattpad we right now. On Wattpad. But yeah, just under 6,000 fix on AO3 for warriors in general. Mm -hmm. uh, Dawn of the Clans specifically, so this series that we're reading, has 21 uh, tagged fix. So that means 21 fix that are specifically tagged to be about that era. And only two tagged for the Sun Trail. One of them is a rewrite of the book where they are all humans instead of cats. Of <laughs> uh, the, the whole book? Yeah. Damn. Like dedication. It's like 57,000 words. I did not read it, uh, but I did mm -hmm. read the very short uh, drabble of 
Dappled Pelt and Falling Feather as a ship, which I personally go. really like. And it's all about, uh, it's like a little short story of them talking about learning how to fish together. And I thought it was very cute. So yeah, only two fix for the Sun Trail. We'll see, uh, we'll see if uh, that changes for Thunder Rising, which is the second book. But mm-hmm. given that there's only 21 fix on AO3 tagged with Dawn of the Clans, I'm not feeling like there's going to be a ton, but we'll find mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's our fandom check-in. A uh, little little addendum to the fandom check-in from my personal favorite part of the Warrior Cats fandom, which is the animators oh, God, that yes. make AMVs. Uh, it looks like there are a couple. There is one call. There is one that is about uh, the clan founders uh, that is has 2.3 million views on YouTube and uh, is to the song Centuries by Fallout Boy. Gang, you gotta watch some Warrior Cats AMVs. That's your homework. Just like go watch any Warrior Cats AMV. They are absolutely incredible. The amount of like self-taught animators. Yeah, it's really impressive. It's I think about so many of them all the time. They're really good. (laughs) They're good. They're really good. Uh, Watch uh, The Five Giants. That one goes so hard. Um, uh, That's my little addendum. Sorry for hijacking your your bit. Oh, no, I love that. I completely had forgotten to start looking up AMVs. I'm going to have to make sure to do that in the future. Oh, God, they're so good. Well, it looks like it is time for our warrior cat of the week. Meow. Meow. It's time. So I don't know how you approached your warrior cat of the week. Uh, but for me, I approached it as this is the character that I most enjoyed reading of this book. Like the one <laughs> that I was like, oh, man, I wish there could have been more of you. Clearly, Grey Wing is not my warrior cat of the week. Of course. Yeah. Um, but like the character that I was like, oh, man, I wish there was there was more of you. Like, I really mm-hmm. like you. I, I don't think there was no scene that I didn't enjoy having you in kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, how, yeah. how did you approach it this week? Vibes. Just vibes. Okay. Just vibes. Cool. Just, just vibes. It, essentially the same as you, but just like the character that I felt was the uh, like the one that I came out of the book feeling the highest on, I would say. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing with me. Uh, so do you want to say yours first and then I say mine? Do you want to say them at the sure. same time? What's uh, what's the vibe here? We don't know what each other's warrior cat of the week is. Yeah, uh, I will I will say mine first and I will also type it okay. uh, at the same time in our show doc. Mine is Turtletail. Very nice. Very good. I kind of figured with the way you were talking about Turtletail, I'm like, I think Turtletail is going to be Scout's warrior cat of the week. My warrior cat of the week is Dappled Pelt. Yeah! I love Dappled Pelt. She's great. Our Torty Queens. They really are just killing it in this book. It's true. It's true. So tell me, Scott, Um, why is Turtletail your Warrior Cat of the Week? uh, Because she deserves so much better than Grey Wing, and she's gonna fucking get it because she moved. She really said, this guy is not picking up my hints. He is coming to me. And doing the whole, uh, hey, little story, little story about me as a person. When I was a teenager, I had a relatively significant crush on someone, I would say, uh, and thought that perhaps it was mutual and we would date. 
and then they texted me for advice about feelings that they had about another girl. Damn, you got turtle-tailed. That's I got turtle-tailed. So that's <laughs> what happens to turtle-tail in this in this book. And so I think that I just resonate deeply with that. And with her commitment to saying, fuck all y'all, I'm going to go live in this house with my cool girlfriend, Bumble, uh, and her humans who feed me and there's nice pillows in there. Yeah, she loves her a pillow. She loves her a pillow and everybody just the soft, the soft, colorful rocks. I love the way that they describe human so... things in these books. That is so funny because you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And they're like, oh, yes, a soft, colorful rock. I'm like, a, a fucking pillow? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the moments when they're like, well, what if the monsters come off of the off of the path to chase us? And I'm like, it's cars, babe. They ain't coming off the road. <laughs> they don't know who you are. They don't know who you are. They're not trying to eat you. Anyways, uh, Turtle Tail, uh, tell me about Dappled Pelt. God, I so I have a soft spot for medicine cats. Mm-hmm. I love a medicine cat. I think they are cool. I think they deserve better in the way that the stories generally treat them. That's for sure. But Dappled Pelt, this girl knows what is up. She knows what she is doing. She is a girl boss. She is on top of shit. Uh, As the one fic on AO3 says, she and Falling Feather definitely have the vibes going. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, And she is just like, she knows exactly what everybody needs. She knows how to take care of things. She has drive. She has care for the other cats. She is just in general a really good cat like she Mm -hmm. just she cares she knows her stuff she's smart she is just she she's good they're they're all like yeah cloud spots is good but dappled pelts better at the medicine Mm -hmm. thing and i'm like even cloud spots is like yeah even cloud spots is like yeah dappled pelt knows what's up and i'm like yeah hell yeah she does she is hell yeah she does Uh, Mm -hmm. And as I have found out, because I looked through my field guide earlier, she is mentioned in the field guide uh, as being a significant medicine cat from the past. So spoilers there. But like, you know, she is she is important. And I'm like, you know what? I love this girl. I love that for her. I love that for her. That's great. Perfect lady. I love this. I love our two torties uh, just hanging out. Yeah. I'm interested to see if it changes next week. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm curious. I don't know. I'm a f- fear. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the next book. I hope that we never hear from Turtle Tail again. I want Turtle Tail to, to not be, be involved. Safe. Yeah, to, I do too. To just not be involved. I feel just like she's probably going to get life. involved again. We'll see. Um, oh, God, I hope not. Yeah. If she ends up coming back to Grey Wing, I I'm will. Gonna be, I'm going to be <laughs> so, so pissed. pissed. <laughs> she's, she deserves better. She d- She stood up for herself and she went and she did her thing. And that better she stay. Did. That better stay. That better stay. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's what I've got to say about about this book. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to the next one, honestly. Me too. <laughs> looking forward to the next one. Looking forward to to doing more of this. Yeah. Uh, if you have any thoughts, opinions, questions, or memes to share with us, you can write us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com that's paws as in what a cat has claws as in the part of speech pod as in podcast uh, we are also on twitter at pawsandclaws and on tumblr at pawsclawspod listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on discord which will be linked in the show notes you can find me that's a scout on twitter regrettably 
or Tumblr at HumbleGoat, and you can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art, at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to my portfolio, as well as my coffee page, are in the show notes. And you can also, unfortunately, find me, Jill, on Twitter at plot underscore twists, or on Tumblr at antique-romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, where we will discuss Dawn of the Clans Book 2, Thunder Rising. Read along by buying a copy of the book from your local bookstore or checking out a copy from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may Star Clan guide your paws. Mm-hmm.